Welcome to R and R Showtime with Robert and and Ryan. Right? Uh, is it is it Ryan? Are you? No, you're not my brother. No. <sighs> yeah, I was a scroll all along. <laughs> um, yeah. So today we'll be talking about the series finale, episode nine of Wandavision. First impressions. First impressions. All right. How about you go first? Well, I went first last time. Okay. okay. Well, so my first impression was that I liked it. And I think that I went into the episode hoping for more uh, more resolution in a grander scale than what the show itself, I think, was ever looking to provide so i don't want to say i was disappointed by it because i think as the episode progressed i was like okay this is this is going to cap off the show this isn't any sort of cap off to the series to the mcu as a whole so there's going to be stuff left over at the end and i'm going to need to deal with that so when once i got past that i do think it delivered a satisfying finale to the series as a whole, but once I got past both end credit scenes, I was like, all right, well, I can't wait for Doctor Strange 2 now, but I think that's what they want me to feel. Yeah, um, so I'm glad that maybe you kind of are coming out in the same um, frame of mind as I did, because I, I think that this hits a certain... This in some ways is satisfying and it brings some resolution, but there's something that it was, it was actually hard for me to even really pin down what exact things, even I, I watched a second time were felt like not quite enough here. Um, but I, yeah, overall the series finale pretty good ties up the things that are necessary, but it just left me with some kind of sense uh something incomplete. And and I will also maybe attribute this to that. I did expect it to kind of end with a big bang and we did get some of that, but just not maybe the way that I was hoping for. The the episode gave me one like, like exclaiming out loud, like yes moment. Uh, and I think there was a, there's a specific scene in this episode that I think improved the previous episode so much that I think that, I now feel like the previous episode, episode eight is easily the best episode of the series because of a scene in this episode that made that previous episode better. In my opinion, I think I might know what you're talking about, but let's, uh, let's elaborate more on it as we, uh, recap. So we can just, uh, jump right into it. If you want to start Ryan. All right. Well, so we take off with the end of the previous episode. Agatha has the kids in her purple nooses and is basically um, uh, antagonizing Wanda to attack her. And so she like uh, messes with the children, like strings them up and Wanda blasts back, tells the kids to go inside and starts blasting at Agatha with their magic. And then Agatha reveals the power that was established in the previous episode with the witches that she's able to absorb other witches magics apparently but before it was hinted at now she can say i'm able to steal 
magic from those who are don't deserve it. It's kind of my thing, which I, I wonder the phrasing makes her say, I steal it from the unworthy, but is it her stealing from the unworthy or does I, she just steal it? Yeah, I think she's just saying that uh, she's just basically making a slight like other people are unworthy, you know? Yeah, because uh, how can she say that, you know, her mother or the whole coven or uh, Wanda are unworthy and that's who's her, who she should judge. She's just being a bitch. So. Yeah. So but then Wanda picks up a car, slams her into a house. <laughs> casual, casual car slam to a house. No. Yeah. It's just your average everyday thing. And then as she approaches the house, we see uh, white vision, vision, if you will. <laughs> I was calling him Neo Vision in my when I was taking some notes. Uh, I wrote down white vision. <laughs> white vision. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> so he approaches Wanda, and it's a very tender moment of vision. Is that you? And then he puts his hands on her face and begins to try and crush her head and mm-hmm. say and says they said that you were powerful yeah. and then he's immediately sideswiped by mm-hmm. the hex vision which before we get too far i want to point out two things for me here so one with agatha having that confirmation literally from her mouth that her thing is absorbing witch's power i appreciated that because it was not very clear in the last episode. Yeah. I did not know whether she was absorbing the power or if she was just, uh, if she was literally, t- I, I didn't know exactly what the mechanism was there. We were just, we just got what we saw. So I appreciated it. Um, confirming that. And then this portion with vision, you know, what I was thinking there is that honestly, the vision is made of vibranium. So and we can assume basically super strong. I don't know why, unless he was just trying to prolong it for, and obviously for plot device reasons, but I don't know why he didn't just go like wham and like smash her head like a melon immediately. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, dramatic effects and the like. Yeah. There's always moments like that where it's like, hmm, I don't know about that. Yeah. I, maybe but, I'll give it a little credit that perhaps there's, you know, visions of robot, but maybe there's some latent memories that are preventing him from just destroying her. Yeah. The, the vision was never meant to be a cold blooded killing machine. There's some level of maybe mm-hmm. catching her off her guard. And maybe she was resisting it like because I think she did have her hands trying to resist it as best she could. And there is some magic maybe at play. But yeah. So but uh, but yeah, Wanda vision. That's what I was calling her and calling, you know, the vision of Wanda's. Uh, well, that's going to get confusing, but fair. <laughs> Hex. I call it. Uh, I, I put him as vision, but I I'm in in these terms, I would like to call him Hex vision, maybe. Okay, yeah, cool. So we'll we'll make sure we use the terms white vision and hex vision. You can call it you can call white vision neo vision if you like it. Yeah, it sounds cooler. Neo vision, hex vision. Sounds like real titles. Like we should be new superheroes. I know what I'm gonna be for Halloween. <laughs> um White Vision. But yeah, so he he saves Wanda, blasts uh you know, the other vision into a truck, and then Agatha shows back up. They both kind of like, you know, divide and go face off with their counterparts vision flies up and is battling or sorry wanda vision is battling neo vision in the air and you know they're just going at it uh and monica and agatha go at it we get a clip to see where monica's been did you say monica and agatha go yeah i had monica yeah. on my mind <laughs> um yeah we cut to monica and she is trapped in i think it's agatha's house with well 
Ag- Agatha's house. We yeah. it's still established as Agatha's house mm-hmm. with Pietro. Uh, uh, Pietro, yes. Yeah. Um, and she tries to escape, but he, you know, just knocks her down and prevents her. So clearly, he's keeping her uh, held up. That that's the resolution of the end of the post credit scene of um, episode seven. Um, quick side thought: Do we think that the speed powers are being bestowed by Wanda's like psyche of filling in the blanks of this being Pietro, or did the speed powers come from Agatha? Because he still has the speed powers of Pietro. Mm, that is an interesting point. It was definitely also something I was kind of wondering. That is not tied up by the end. So maybe we can talk a little bit more about it as we move on. But that, that is a, a another good point. Um, but yeah, so we go from that little clip with Monica to the visions that are battling up in the sky. Um, the Neo vision, you know, tries to tear visions mind stone out very much like the Thanos grab on his, uh, on his forehead. And he phases through uh vision, which in that moment makes me think vision. Why didn't she just phase through Thanos? <laughs> Well, this is this is fake. This is hex vision. So he gets phased through. He doesn't have a mind stone in his head at all. Mm, I mean, hmm, I don't know. It just made I, I actually know now. I think about it. I do recall that the vision in Infinity or he was damaged, so his phasing was like messed up. I think. But, but I mean, I I think he's also like I was reading it as this isn't a vision that can really be harmed by anything within the hex other than the hex being gone. No, I don't know. Cause one of vision's powers is that he can phase through walls. He can phase through. He things. can phase through walls. Yeah. But like he can, but like at this, yeah, I think his powers are elevated while he's in the hex. He's, I don't see him being able to be killed within the hex because he is a projection of the mind stone. I guess that's, I guess that can seem somewhat true, but I mean, it's really a Wanda's memory of him. So it would, he would be, mortal to a degree i think and have the same capabilities that i think his mortality would be tied to wanda though yeah i guess you're right it's i think it's hard for her to allow him to die so i guess that that has a fair point to it but nonetheless they battle in the sky and they're exhibiting the vision like powers lasers phasing and then we see them both being tracked by sword outside Mm -hmm. and we cut to hayward watching the dots battle it off as Mm -hmm. uh jimmy woo is has been apprehended by the sword agents and taken into custody where Jimmy uh, begins to sort of antagonize Hayward and say, well, you're going to get found out for having lied and having kept the vision's body this whole time. Hayward says, nope. When, when one vision walks out, we'll say that that was the one that Wanda stole. And in the midst of this, Jimmy is able to, steal a cell phone that was left on a table. And uh, when he's taken out of the side of Hayward and like left in like some, I don't even know where he's left. He's just left in like a little warehouse. Yeah. They just yeah. Like throw him on a box or something. <laughs> like He, he hits up the, I, I'm guessing he hits up the, the emergency call on this phone. That's not his and dials up the FBI. Yep. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he gives him a call and says, you know, ask him to be there within the hour. So, and I will say, if if there's any if there's anybody who has phone numbers memorized, I believe Jimmy Woo would probably actually know phone numbers. Yeah, I mean, in I this feel day like and age, whatever FBI, he, he's got to know the FBI 
hotline or something, right? It must be part of their training to know the number to call when shit hits a fan. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we cut back to Wanda who arrives in the town square. She's sort of walking around, kind of looking for Agatha and everything around her seems pretty normal. Yeah. All the until, denizens are, yeah, they're just going about their business. And until she gets blasted by Agatha, who then starts antagonizing her again, you know, I can't remember exactly what the, the phrases or things she was saying there were, but just, you know, talking about her mention specifically the dark hold, the dark hold, which I don't there, know. If there's I, an entire chapter on her in the dark hold. Yeah. Written about her, her power saying that she's more powerful than the sorcerer Supreme, which. Oh, Dr. Strange. <laughs> hey, she's in the cast of that. Oh man. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. But, um, and that she is destined to destroy the world. Yeah. And uh, oh, and one thing I want to point out as we're talking about this part is that so I'm not a super comic buff. I really like Marvel now and I'm getting more into it. But I do know or recognize the Darkhold, I believe, from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. actually. So I don't oh, know. the TV show. Yeah. So I don't know if you watched it, but no. they're not to I don't want to have any spoilers for anybody that hasn't watched things, but. The Darkhold is a sort of a feature in a season of uh, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So it's interesting that they brought that up, a little bit of continuity. I, um, I haven't watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I've heard things of it. Is this, is it the season that has Ghost Rider in it by any chance? Well, that, why would you say that? Now it's ruined. I, well, that shows... Spoilers not, ahead, everybody. That shows non-canonical, right? It's... I don't it's know like semi-canonical, not, right? I, I don't know, but you just ruined a surprise. I don't think it's a surprise. I've heard Ghost Rider was in that show. Well, I didn't know until I watched it, Ryan. Gee, you, but spoilers you ahead. It. Spoilers behind, everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's been years. Okay, I guess. Yeah, maybe you're right. But still, still. Spoil spoilers for Age of Ultron. <laughs> Scarlet Witch and Vision exist. <laughs> Fine. Trying not to be ultra spoilery, but yes. Shield is Hydra, guys. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it is that season. It is uh, mentioned there, and I don't know any more significance of the Darkhold other than kind of what was uh, mentioned there, but it's interesting to see it kind of get brought back up in the MCU timeline. Um, and, and I do wonder, again, I won't spoil what happens to the Darkhold or anything at the end, but how Agatha comes to have it or how long she's had it. And this does raise a question. Is it canonical? Is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. canonical? Did she get it from wherever it ended up? there or um you know or i don't actually know exactly where in the timeline i guess we know that this you know falls after endgame decidedly five years yeah. later so so this could be a long time she could have had plenty of time to go acquire it nonetheless it's mentioned there uh but yeah so wanda is disagreeing is trying to argue against what agatha is saying she's not evil she's not bad and then Agatha says, well, if you're not that bad, look at what you've done to all these people. Mm -hmm. And she begins by she she illustrates this point to Wanda by releasing Dottie from the mind control. And Dottie approaches Wanda and Wanda says, Dottie, what, what, what's wrong? And Dottie replies, I, my name's Sarah. And I I just want I just want to know how my daughter's doing. I, I just want to hold her. Um, uh, the, the, it's not those words verbatim, but she's basically just trying to reach out to Wanda. Like, let me just hold my daughter. She's just been left in her bed kind of, as we've discussed before, what's happening yeah. to the children when yeah. they're not in confirmed. They're just laying in their beds, apparently or just asleep or something. 
And the most of these people can't even interact with their kids that are still in their beds unless they get to unless they're part of the storyline and they get let out. Yeah. And then Wanda says, why? What are you doing? What are you doing to Dottie? But Agatha is saying, they're your meat puppets. I just cut the str- I just cut the string and she releases everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All, everybody around her in the town square, all the characters that we've seen before, they all just kind of start to march towards Wanda. They look like, you know, they have some looks of. They just look antagonized. They look, you know, upset, and they're yeah, and they start to surround Wanda. Wanda. Cut back to Monica in the basement, where she's going through some papers around, asking, "What is this place?" And Pietro says, "Oh, this is my man cave." While the missus is out, and she finds an electric bill in the name of someone else, and then she finds a headshot of a young uh, Ralph Boner. Yeah, Ralph Boner, not. How okay? So also, can I just say the first time watching this episode, I did not click that this is Agnes's husband, Ralph. Oh, you know Ralph. That did not click in my mind. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, that didn't click in my mind until now. You actually pointed that out, Ralph Boner. And okay, and here's one other thing I'm sitting there thinking: Agnes Boner. Well, I don't <laughs> think that her name is Agnes Boner, but well, she was married to Ralph. I suspect now, now that I know that Agatha is not supposedly the the witness protection person, I think that Ralph Boner is the witness protection because that is the fakest name I've ever heard. It literally sounds like something that a dumb guy was like, you're going to be put in witness protection. He's like, you can pick your new name. And he goes, huh, Ralph Boner. I... I appreciate that you follow up on the witness protection thing as still a thing, but... <laughs> I I oh, maybe it's not. I think it was a ploy to get to lure the FBI and Sword to Westview when Sword knew what was going on the whole time. Fine, you're probably right. It was probably a, a dumb detail. Yeah, uh, though I I do know a lot of people, myself included, little little bit disappointed that Evan Peters was put in the show just for a boner joke. <laughs> but it was a good boner joke. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty strong boner joke. <laughs> boner. Yeah, literally. Um, um, but then so, Monica yeah. pins pins him down and tries to figure out what it is that's keeping him uh, his mind tied. And she notices this necklace around his neck is like uh, glowing with some magic energy, rips it off. Mm. And he just becomes afraid. Like, please, please don't hurt me. I like, I think he's like, not let alone the uh, hex mind control. I think he's been released of all mind control by this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like, which I, I also wonder whether that this, again, this brings us back to, did he lose his speed powers when that happened? That would only be confirmed if Agatha was the one giving us speed powers. But I don't I don't know if Agatha's that strong. I think it must be that it was being bestowed to him by Wanda. Who assumed that he because because that's the role he's supposed to have, he's supposed to have speed powers. Yeah. So that's that's why I think I think that is the best resolution or explanation we can have when there isn't one. All right. So while right after this happens, we see uh, Billy and Tommy in their room trying to keep safe, but then Billy starts having visions of uh, Wanda, Wanda in trouble, and mm-hmm. so they speed off downtown to go help her. Yep. Then we cut back to Wanda, and all the people are surrounding her, and they're they're telling her they're they're basically explaining what kind of terror she's inflicting on them. You know, 
I used to try and fight you, but now I don't anymore. Why? Yeah. One of them says something like, you know, my husband's out on business. Please just tell him never to come to this place. And, you know, they, they tell her, you, you know, when we go to sleep at night, we're having your nightmares. And, and Wanda is confused by this. She, again, we are kind of getting the point that even though Wanda did all this, she was not aware. She didn't even really realize the kind of what she was doing to these people because they're telling her all this. And she says, no, you, you're all living a, a happy life. Like she, she believes that she's giving them some sort of peace. And I think that again, she fools herself. But when she first in episode eight, when we see the memory of her arriving, she sees all these people and they seem all kind of just drab, dreary down. Yeah. None of them seem very happy. So I think she imagines that even when she starts realizing what's going on, that she thinks that she's improved their lives. I mean, it, it seems as if the town looks kind of nicer and things. They have, they have a veneer of happiness on them, but it's yeah. not, it's not genuine. Yeah. And only, then, you know, only vision got to see the, you know, what happens when their minds kind of break out of it. But more, more so than having their lives ripped from them. They, they say that they feel her pain. They feel her grief, as you said. Mm-hmm. And one of them, even uh, the phrasing I thought was uh, poignant was uh, your grief is poisonous mm-hmm. is poisoning us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and even to the point where uh, I think it is, uh, uh, the, the person that plays Kitty from that 70s show. Deborah Jo Rupp. That, I knew it was that her. That was her name, but I, <laughs> but I didn't want to say it. Yeah, I think um, she's the one that says that. Yeah, she totally says that. And she says, well, if you won't release us, Wait, just let us die. She says that after uh, Wanda starts to get like overwhelmed by mm-hmm. them surrounding and like mm-hmm. speaking to her. And she like lets off a wave and like it like she starts choking them all. Like there's like yeah. a red rope around their mm-hmm. necks, like choking them all. essentially shutting them up yeah and then when she realizes what she's done she releases them all Mm -hmm. from the chokehold and then it it is yeah uh yeah we see this this burst of emotion and then her doing something she'd been mean to do it is the deborah joe rupp character saying well if you won't release us at least let us die which i thought was dark yeah for a person in a disney plus series to say yeah i know (laughs) i mean i think it really is just bringing home home the idea of like what they're suffering through that they're they're at the point like the, the messenger guy, he even said he's exhausted. Like, could you imagine that they're basically not only are they being forced to act a different way, but like some of them are being forced to like do manual labor constantly. Like that guy, we can assume he's just on a constant route of just doing deliveries or something. He, I mean, at least in this episode, he was in a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, I, it, he, he is really always just, on his feet. Yeah. Yeah. They're really just bringing home what kind of madness they've had to endure. But uh, multiverse of madness. Oh, uh, uh, but uh, Wanda uh, recognizes what she's done and begins to open the hex. Mm-hmm. And we see we see the immediate consequences of this action as Vision up in the air fighting with... Or, so Hex Vision fighting with Neo Vision up in the air. He begins to lose control of his uh, the beam that he's firing off against the other Vision. And he lands to the ground as he's beginning to fade away. The boys arrive in town and they begin to fade away. Right Sword, yeah. Sword is able to enter the hex because the walls are opening up mm-hmm. and they make their way downtown. Mm-hmm. And then, yep. but and so Wanda sees the boys fading and sees Vision fading, and so she begins to close the hex again. Yeah, after Agatha, yeah, Agatha makes it clear that they are tied to the the hex now. So. If she lets it go, then she lets them go. And, but she, you know, sees them and she basically lets the hex come back in. 
And Amelia, as it's done, you know, she sort of rejoins with Vision and the boys for a second. And then, wham, Agatha tries to blast her and she um, creates a shield around them. Yeah. But I believe Agatha starts absorbing that power from the shield. And so we see Wanda having like her arms are like going black from the Mm -hmm. power sapped from Agatha. Yeah. And then. They are surrounded by Neo Vision in one corner, Agatha in another, and the Sword Military uh, coming from another venue. And they all do that iconic, uh, you know, pre-released image of you know them all standing together. And Vision says, "You know, boys, we haven't really you know, trained you for this, but Wanda, but you were born for it." Yep. <laughs> so, so the first ones we see branch off are the two Visions who head into the library, which is apt for the confrontation that occurs first they fight fight a little and then uh hex vision asks why are you doing this and neo vision says i have orders to destroy the vision and to this hex vision replies but i am not the true vision i am a conditional vision which neo vision replies saying I will need you to elaborate. <laughs> yeah, very vision. I, I I would suspect that vision even understood that this would, you know, confuse his programming or uh, he understands himself. So he knows what, you know, kind of maybe what to say. Um, uh, snap back to the town. We see Wanda. Uh, uh, she tells the boys to handle the military and <laughs> she goes to engage Agatha. But in her engaging with Agatha, she goes up and faces her and then snaps herself away. She just. Mm-hmm like disappears in front of Agatha pulling off a trick that Agatha had just uh, done earlier herself, kind of alluding to the fact that Wanda's literally picking up on her, the ability she's seeing Agatha do. So the boys uh, specifically speed speeds around and basically takes all of the, uh, the uh, equipment from most of the uh, military agents that have been placed on yeah. the ground after Wiccan sort of freezes them all in place. Well, yeah. Like, mentally. Yes. But to this, uh, Hayward gets out of the car where he hasn't had his uh, gun stolen and he begins to fire at these children. Yeah, he just bold face walks up and starts shooting at kids like. But luckily at this time, Monica has arrived Mm -hmm. and gets in the way, absorbs the first two uh, bullets shots from Hayward, which we see her like literally absorbing the shots like passing through her body turning into some sort of energy photons of light yeah i i don't know we, we, I, we don't quite know but it's yeah. nifty and then a third shot goes off going right at billy but billy uses his magic to it's, stop it in place yeah telekinetically yeah so i mean not dead uh hayward kind of you know after he empties his clip he starts to go back to his truck and gets in as if he's going to drive off and then wham darcy just smashes into him with her ice cream truck and says, have fun in jail. And that's a series wrap on Darcy. Yeah. And that's all we got for So we cut back to the visions and we have uh hex vision uh, describe the parable of the ship of Theseus. It's a thought experiment, thought experiment. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, it, it's probably better explained in the show or elsewise, but, We'll give the idea here. The ship of Theseus thought experiment essentially kind of asks the question. If you have an ancient ship and over time it degrades, but over time a you know historian slowly uh, replaces uh, pieces that break down over time, 
and eventually the entire ship has been completely replaced with new parts. Is it's, this the ship of Theseus? Yeah. And then the other question is, if you were to take all the original parts, restore them and put them back together, is that the ship of Theseus? To which the answer is neither are the ship of Theseus. But both are the ship of Theseus. Exactly. So I, it is an interesting thought experiment and it's very pertinent to the situation going on. Literally, w- you know, which one of them is the true vision? Is it the memory of the actual vision or is it literally the pieces that the literal body constructed of the vision? Which one is true? And that he kind of uses this to the hex vision uses this to negotiate or prevent the Neo vision from just going on and trying to kill him. And and also tries to reach out to this vision to he, he notes that he's a carbon synthesoid. And so his memories can't exactly be erased. They're still within him. They just need to be unlocked as he is basically having those memories suppressed to make him a better weapon. And so with with some convincing, he is allowed to restore the memories to Neo Vision. Neo Vision has a flood of all of his memories from the films come back to him. We see the the image of the stone turn yellow briefly before going back to blue and we see his blue eyes uh become human like yes like like vision's eyes are supposed to be and we see this vision say i'm the true vision and he flies away yep he just blasts off out of the ceiling and that's a series wrap on neo vision <laughs> yeah yeah he, again there's yep. another completely unexplained goodbye i mean uh so you know We'll, we'll see you guys more later, but Hex Vision. Hex Vision, he basically proceeds outside, meets with the boys, and kind of reunites with them and Monica there. And we see Agatha's peering down at them when we see we get this reminiscent s- sort of scene where Wanda very quickly moves up in this kind of uh, jagged sort of uh, movement pattern, and she uses her mental magic on Agatha's mind. To put him, put her into a trance, a la Tony Stark in Age of Ultron. Yeah, Age of Ultron. Not not just Tony Stark, but all of them. That very quick, you know, uh, movement that we see when she's on the ship and sorceling uh, all of the uh, Avengers. But we see the going into a vision thing that mm-hmm. we saw with Tony, and I think that's the most emblematic moment mm-hmm. in my mind. Yeah, and we see this vision starts with Agatha, and she's tied back up to that post. Uh, they're surrounded by the husks of the uh, witch's coven. And Agatha's pleading, no, no, no. Uh, Wanda sort of starts to talk to her and almost antagonize Agatha a little bit and say, I, you know, you say these things about me. And I, I can't quite remember exactly what the words were, but she sort of starts to, she's like, she's turning it on Agatha. Yeah. Look what you've done to your fellow witches. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the witches, they, their, their husks start to get up and they are like looking towards Agatha and she's kind of saying, no, no. But then the husks of the witches, they all turn towards Wanda and they start saying, Scarlet Witch, you're a witch. The Scarlet Witch. Yes, yeah. it is foretold. All these things. And they basically like start going up and they all grab her. It's actually kind of a creepy moment, right? It's like zombies or something like taking hold of her. Yeah. So I mentioned earlier, there was a scene that made me like the previous episode Mm -hmm. better. This is, I think the previous episode at the time, we didn't know that it was setting up for this as a payoff, which I'm not saying that this is a perfect payoff, but it makes 
the setup in the previous episode makes sense. It makes, I think it has made that episode go from like probably like an eight out of 10 to like a 9.5 out of 10. I would totally agree. Yeah. Once I started seeing that, I was like, oh, okay, this is why we had to see that. And it explained like the questions I had about that scene. It explains uh, the other things that we had mentioned about the scene were kind of just little like whatever's they, they weren't like too big a deal. The de-aging was kind of, you know, this and that. Yeah. But it's in it, that I had questions and I didn't understand its purpose in the show. Now that we're seeing this here definitely validates its its presence in that that episode, which is, you know, an important thing to look at. I was I was kind of talking about this. Um, this series to me, and I kind of like that they're doing this is really I consider these series prolonged movies. Yeah. It's it's like it's a story that couldn't be told in two and a half hours. So they were just giving us a whole series of it and they're they're breaking it up that way. But I look at like all these things as just really flowing one into the other. Yeah. So any one episode, technically speaking, doesn't need to be a complete story. I think the only episode that really serves as a one and done thing in a fairly resolved way is episode one but even that one ends with the person watching the screen so it none of these episodes are meant to have resolutions but Mm -hmm. that's what tv is and the series as a whole doesn't have a resolution because that's what the mcu is yeah exactly And, and it does resolve some of the points but yeah um but so the husk zombies they grab hold of one and they tie her up and Agatha starts to sort of try to negotiate. She says, your spell that you originally cast on the hex, it's broken. If you give me your powers, you give me the powers of the Scarlet Witch, I'll fix your spell for you. So you can live here with, you know, Vision and the boys and, you know, live happily or whatever. Wanda, she's, you know, surrounded by these witches and they're chanting, you know, it is foretold, all these things, all these just whispering and saying all these weird, creepy things and surrounding her. And she just... Uh, she gets enraged and then do I, I believe at this point we like start to see the scarlet crown like appear in magic all on her head as well yes we get that scarlet crown that's coming out the you know the picturesque scarlet witch sort of you know headpiece that's but it's now being made out of magic on her head yeah and as she gets enraged and this starts to come out of her head she sort of puts her head down and this blast erupts from her scattering all the witches and doesn't really affect Agatha too much. And she literally leaps forward and tackles Agatha out of the vision and back into the hex. She tackles Agatha out and then basically just starts to engage with her. And they begin a pitched battle up Where above it, Westview. It's not it's not so much a battle as it is. Um, uh, it appears that Wanda's giving Agatha what she wants and is shooting her with her the power to give mm-hmm. the power to Agatha. So Agatha is sort of like, ha ha. Like she's like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm she's, she's falling for what I told her to do. So we see yeah. Monica firing or yeah. Wanda, Wanda firing off at her. And so the blasts, yeah. a lot of the blasts are hitting her, but I was no, I was noticing the first time. And I think mm-hmm. like yeah. if you're, if you're watching some of these, ep- some of these blasts are flying off and hitting the wall. Yeah. We, we even see from outside the wall being like affected by the blast going up against it. Yeah. Cause clearly Wanda is so upset that she's just blasting Missing. wildly and just, you know, it going, you know, crazy with it. Um, and even the vision comes up to try to assist Wanda and she holds him back. You know, we don't understand quite for what reason, 
but maybe she just wants to duke it out with her alone. Or maybe she just wants to give her the powers because mm-hmm. Agatha said she'll correct it. Yeah. Maybe she can have her family. Yeah. So we see Wanda blast, blast, and all this energy that Agatha absorbs. And, and we by see the her end, face like graying out. She's becoming old. She's having her powers stripped from her. Yeah. She's turning in those those same kind of husks that the, the witches we saw in those episodes. And Agatha is just saying, more power. Mm-hmm. More. More power. <laughs> Um, and yeah, and then we just see Wanda floating there and just grayed out as it looks like she's been drained almost to the, her limits and Agatha sort of condenses all of her power within her and then says, you know, sorry, toots, you actually can't, you know, once a spell is cast, you can't change it. Only, only the witch that cast the spell can change it. Yeah, I think. No, I think she said once a spell has been cast, it cannot be changed. Okay. Yeah, and then she, you know, go gets ready to blast Wanda's, you know, frail and vulnerable form with the blast, and nothing fizzle. And this is this is the, for me, the oh my god, like out loud exclaiming. Mm-hmm. I was watching this in like the early morning, and uh, uh, my roommate heard me like gasping and like came up like. It, it, are you okay in there? Because <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, the runes. Yes, the runes. So we get revealed that the walls of the hex now bear the same runes that Agatha had in her rune. And Wanda, her her face looks up and her, uh, her skin all becomes normal again, as if yeah. it was just an illusion that she was projecting. And she repeats back what Agatha said to her when she was within the room. Only the witch who casts the runes can cast her magic. And this, this again, I, I, I love that we got this payoff from that moment and that it was alluded to a little bit. There was a couple little clues, including those the wild pre- blasts were her planting the runes on the walls of the hex, not just wild blasts. And also we got, there's always the previously on and it specifically called out the runes, which I was like, oh, okay. And uh, one thing that I kind of pointed out a little bit earlier was that we we saw Agatha earlier in this episode sort of, you know, click her finger. It might not have been in this episode. She, she might have done it actually twice, but she would click her fingers and she would, you know, disappear in a poof of magic. So we saw Wanda learning. Yeah, we saw her literally Agatha. observe it and then yeah. immediately do it herself. Exactly. So we knew that Wanda could just see her do something one time and basically replicate it even without understanding it. She just needed to understand the point of it basically. So I, when I saw that later, I was like, Oh yeah, you know, this makes sense that Wanda would know the trick about the runes. So yeah, Wanda basically, uh, has, has prevented Agatha from being able to cast any more spells and the color returns to her face. And she says something, she says, I don't need you to tell me who I am. And she begins absorbing all the power back from Agatha. All this red energy is, is, flowing into her and then it begins then she begins to glow and the energy sort of surges into her and and creates this great glow and then we see that silhouette again the silhouette of the scarlet witch image the one that we had seen before when the mind when it was coming forth from the mind stone except now it's coming from wanda and it's sort of as the light resolves and this surge of energy resolves we see wanda now in this modern version of the scarlet witch's uniform her hair is now wavy and curly she looks super like picturesque and kind of hot and like really yeah. cool and modern scarlet witch version you know really tight um and uh, then we just basically have you know agatha 
falling to the ground. And she says, you don't know what you've done. And she says, no, no. She's just like, she's, it's hard to tell whether or not it's just despair over having been tricked or if she's like actually genuinely afraid of the Scarlet Witch, which has been alluded to as destroying the world. It's Mm -hmm. hard to tell because Agatha isn't exactly a trustworthy character, but maybe maybe she is genuinely terrified of mm. what this means for the world as, at large. Yeah, I, I definitely think she is legitimately afraid. But uh, also, I mean, I think she's doing it. I, we've, we've seen that, you know, she'll do anything she can to trick people. She is just a a, a a trick, a tricky person and is, you know, clearly never forthright. You know, she went through this whole thing with deception and has always used, done everything she can to just not reveal the truth unless it kind of served her. So as you said, though, she crashes to the ground and we see Wanda approach. Yeah. And Wanda basically decides, you know, her punishment or what she's going to do with her is that she's going to let her keep being what she came here to be. The Agnes, the nosy neighbor. <laughs> and, and Agatha's terrified of that. And, but, uh, Wanda basically says, Hey, and if I ever need to, find you i know where you'll be and we see her transform the witch agatha back into lovable agnes Mm -hmm. yeah we get a little bit of foreshadowing because you know agatha had said she said something along the lines of you'll you'll need me you'll you know you need someone to teach you or something like that which i'm like okay heavy foreshadowing heavy we're gonna see you know agnes uh you know get or agatha you know harkness again you know to somehow teach the scarlet witch something Maybe in Doctor Strange. I don't know if she's part of the cast yet. But. Yeah, but all, but also we can never see her again, and this is the cap to her. But yeah, this is we we see the return of Agnes, and she's just like, "Did I leave the oven on, or is that just you, hot stuff?" Yeah, <laughs> hi, hun. <laughs> so yeah, delightful. Yeah, there's Agnes again, and uh, yeah, well, peace Ser- out to her. Series wrap on Agnes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, after that, we get. Wanda turns around and, uh, you know, joins with Vision and Billy and Tommy. And, you know, she kind of looks at Monica and they basically say, you know, Vision says, well, hun, it looks like our, uh, our, you know, our house is something like it's a fixer upper now. Yeah. But I I know you'll set everything right. Even if you can't set everything right with us, kind of looking at her, she says, yeah, no, not for us. Not for us. But they start walking off to go home. Yep, they they return to their home. We see them in the room with the boys, uh, tuck, tucking them in, wishing them a good night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a very sweet, tender moment. Like we see, like this is the last time, as far as she knows, that she'll mm-hmm. see her children. And she, they they take turns, like hugging them, kissing them good night, and then as they leave the room. Uh, Wanda says to them, thanks for choosing me to be your mom. Yeah. Which is really, man, this, this, it, this, this moment was definitely kind of hitting a little heartstrings here. Um, one thing we almost skipped over is that the, the fact that we see that the hex is now shrinking. So I, we, be, I believe it. I don't know if we see it before they get tucked in or as they're being tucked yeah, in. It's at before, the, as they're the on window. their way, we see the yeah. outside begin shrinking. And, and so, when you know sh- when she's there in their room, she does look out the window for a moment and can see that it's now closing in as they're looking at her. Yeah, and she also mentions what she had mentioned a couple episodes earlier. You know, family is forever. Um, just yeah, a couple kind of like farewell. You know, like nice things to say to them as they go to bed. 
And then uh, she goes to step downstairs. Um, and so this is where I would jokingly say series wrap on Billy <laughs> and Tommy. But I believe we get a little bit more from them. Yeah. So, you know, but for now, series wrap on Billy and Tommy. <laughs> get wrecked, kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back downstairs. We have uh, Wanda and Vision. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Vision knows that it's coming to an end. You know, the, the boys might not have understood, but. But he knows that, uh, you know, that it has to end only a certain way. And I believe we have Vision turning on a light and he says, you know, I read that it's bad luck to say goodbye in the dark. To which Wanda replies, no, you didn't. Mm-hmm. And he says, no, perhaps not. Mm-hmm. But really, I just wanted to see you clearly. Yep. And she replies, and? And he says, and there you are. And that's, oh, man. That's... Freaking... Whoever whoever wrote pretty much everything that Vision says, particularly in the last few episodes, mm-hmm. is just like, I mean, look, this show, I, I assume this show would be qualified as like a limited series, like in terms of like award shows and stuff. God, I hope it wins everything. Yeah. I, do you think that's not just the writer, but it's definitely the actor as well? Like his, I mean, his is, delivery is perfect, but yeah. like there's also like that. It's just good mm-hmm. writing. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, oh man, the, the way he says it, he says it just in the same kind of breathy sort of like uh, tone, just like when he first see, when we see Wanda having the memory of him first showing up and he's just like, Wanda. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, and it just, it just belies this, like the, how much, you know, he actually, for being a synthesoid and Android, how much he can like care about her. Paul Bettany deserves an Emmy. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Come on, give it to him. Do it. He deserves it. All right, so again, we get another clip to the hex vanishing around them coming in, and we get a vision approaching Wanda and basically asking her, what am I? Mm-hmm. And Wanda replies, again, paraphrasing, but she says, you're my sadness and my hope, but mostly my love. Yeah, it, that that is pretty much what she said. She said, like, she begins off by saying, you're the piece of the Mind Stone that lives in her that she created the mm-hmm. blood, the wires. But in th- the sentiment of what she was getting mm-hmm. across is what you said. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and he uh, he they kind of like share this moment where, you know, that even though he's leaving that they, there's some hope that they'll see each other again. I mean, yeah. he's and he says this, this really this phrase that just kind of kind of sounded like profound you know for, so for what he was he he says i was a voice with no body drivis mm-hmm. a body but not human vision a memory made real hex vision and who knows what i'll be next <laughs> i was just like damn i'm like like it's like exactly whatever whoever this writing is like like explosion yeah. like come yeah. on and you know we've said goodbye before so it stands to reason we'll say hello again. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they hold each other and stare into each other's eyes as boom, the, the hex comes in on them and it begins swirling around them. And you can see vision. He's going away. And as you, if you look in the background, it's swirling around the house and the house is actually phasing through all the phases of yeah. the episodes and transforming until it finally vision just trickles away and his face is the last thing to go. And you know, he just becomes what, well, I, I didn't write down the last thing he says, but I think it's farewell. My love. I think some, so. Something along yeah. those lines. I didn't, I don't quite remember it, but yeah, it's something right along those lines. 
And then we have Wanda. She's just sitting there in that empty lot with the, you know, cinder block little wall and the same clothes she was when she first started it all. Um, and she, she just puts her hood up and starts walking away. Well, she goes back to the town square mm-hmm. where she comes across Monica. And, and has a little and talk with her. A, as she's walking, she sees all the townsfolk giving her death glares like mm-hmm. they're not happy with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course they aren't. But Monica, she sort of like takes a moment to actually uh, express her remorse over what she had to sacrifice and, and empathizes with her. You know, yeah, really she says, doesn't she doesn't begrudge her. She doesn't hate her. Yeah, she she's seen Monica for some reason has uh, under, even before she really understood and and she can't understand because she did not see the memories we saw. We understand. I think as an audience, we actually have the most room to give Wanda a little room here, but nobody else really should. Except Monica, Monica is aware of what happened. Mm-hmm. Like in the grander sense, she knows what happened to the vision. She knows what happened yeah. to Pietro mm-hmm. and she knows, she knows what happened to her parents as a kid. Yeah. So she has a, some sense of an idea and she also knows what that loss feels like because mm-hmm. she had she literally experienced that loss a week ago. Yeah, basically. And so, I mean, it's uh, when I, I really like that they hammer home this point that uh, Monica's character is compassionate. And I think that'll be important to her. And empath- her, yeah, empathy. her hero going forward. Uh, but yeah, she expresses this empathy with her and, and Wanda expresses her her regret how, yeah her regret and how sorry she is essentially but she you know also says she doesn't know what this power is but she's going to go learn and as the police are showing up she you know her clothes change into that of this you know, the scarlet witch um costume and she flies off and boom that's a series end like yeah so yeah that is that is technically where the credits roll but yeah. Not quite a series end. Oh, Marvel, you see you you dirty guys, you have to have mid credit scene, of course you do. Not just one. So in our first one, we cut to a Jimmy Woo on the scene in uh the town square of uh Westview directing the cleanup efforts. Mm-hmm. And Monica approaches and and they have their reunion. Mm-hmm. And uh, up comes uh, an agent from the FBI or something. She just has a badge and she says, uh, you know, Monica or I don't know if she calls her Monica or Miss Rambeau. Yeah. Yeah. Miss Rambeau, you know, they'd like to see you here in the theater. Monica follows her. And well, well, it, uh, just just briefly, it's not super significant, but we see Hayward being basically arrested yeah, for yeah. what he's done. And they they say, oh, Darcy did what she did and she's off somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, we, we can pay Kat Dennings for an extra episode. So, yeah. Series wrap on Hayward, <laughs> series wrap on Jimmy Woo. Yep. All right. Peace out. <laughs> uh, but we get Monica follows uh, the agent into theater and there doesn't seem to be anybody there. And as she steps over there, the uh, the agent uh, approaches her and says, uh, you know, I'm with a, a friend of your mother's and she transforms and she is a scroll. Yay. And she says, you know, heard you've been grounded. Uh, the, you know, the friend of your mother's would uh, like to see you. She says, where's he at? She just points up. Uh, Nick Fury in the yep, sky. Yeah. The male pronouns make it clear. It is uh, Nick Fury. Yeah, absolutely. Gotta obviously be Nick Fury. 
like like so much like oh god and monica just smiles and stuff like she's obviously gonna go blah, blah, blah. she's gonna go meet up with the real sword in the space station series wrap on monica rambo yeah all right one more credit scene yeah okay marvel you dirty dirty guys you had to wait until you had to make two so some of us might miss it Jerks. how dare you Jerks. i didn't want to know that this was made in georgia mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I know that, that Georgia the, peach credit. Yeah, exactly. Like, come on, like, get out of here. Um, but yeah, so after after credit scene, we have this natural landscape, mountains, green, you know, uh, grass and forests and whatnot. And we kind of start zooming in on this cabin just in the middle of nowhere. It's a little rustic cabin. Uh, it, it felt reminiscent of like the Thanos cabin to me, honestly. But this one's on Earth. <laughs> yeah, well, we assume it's on Earth. Huh? Uh, fair. Oh, yeah. Um, we zoom in on it, and we have Wanda. She's sitting on the porch, and she looks like she's drinking a little tea. And then we hear her kettle go off, and she steps inside to go attend to it and uh, pour some more hot water. But our camera angle keeps going back into her back room. And as we enter there, we see this astral projection. And it it's is... The Scarlet Witch. Yeah. And she is like she basically has the dark hold in front of her and Mm -hmm. she's like running through the pages, like with her magic levitating in the air, Mm -hmm. basically, I guess trying to learn something. Yeah. Very reminiscent of uh, Dr. Strange when he was uh, learning as well, when he would project himself in the astral projection and float a book in front of him. So that's what I was seeing as soon as I saw it. And as, as she's going through the book, we hear, we hear Billy and Tommy screaming, help mom, help. And she looks off and then whoosh red. And that's a wrap on the Scarlet Witch. And that's a series wrap as a whole. Yeah. All right. So, man, so again, some of the, you know, we're talking about it in some of these moments, like they, they do kind of like hit a little bit where you're just like, uh, uh. like that moment definitely leads us to a little cliffhanger. And like the Monica Rambo, you're looking forward to this secret invasion in the future. And oh, a lot of, there are some of these moments here that just really hit. Uh, and that's why in some ways, again, this, I don't, I don't want to say that, uh, I, I do not want the, the sentiment here to be that this series isn't good or we, I don't, I didn't like it or this episode or whatever, because these moments really did hit. Yeah. Um, but it, I think as we were kind of pointing out a couple of little things along the way that just kind of were like, meh, like just little, little notes that didn't quite just parts that didn't quite hit as well. And I think again, expectations really high and we were left with a lot of questions, a lot of cliffhangers, but that's, that is how you reignite interest in the MCU after the resolutions of Endgame. Yeah. This, I mean, we were all basically ready for this after the year of no Marvel, but when you, when you cut, cut out the gate, of your new phase with this because mm-hmm. this is this is uh, black widow had to be delayed so this is our entry into phase four i believe mm-hmm. yeah so this is this is gold all right so you have any points you want to touch on i mean as much as we said that there are cliffhangers it there are a lot of it's a lot of things that we're just gonna have to wait and see I think the the big things that tip off in the head is that I feel like we're not going to get answers to some of these questions until at the very least Loki, which comes out this summer. But I think 
the bigger question of Wanda will come apart in a Doctor Strange 2 in the Multiverse of Madness because we know that Elizabeth Olsen has been cast in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When uh, I was thinking about it and you know one of the things they leave a lot of cliffhangers, right? But I think that it seems as if they were kind of the, the episode is, is a little longer than the last ones. It's 48 minutes with the credits included, you know, maybe more like 43 minutes, not including the credits. I think I, I would guess around 45. Yeah. So I think they should have just given us a few extra minutes to kind of give us some scenes that really make the cliffhangers feel a little more where, like where we know that they're st- it, it looks, it's almost more like, so one thing I like to think of is, um, uh, Neo Vision. He just says, "I'm the True Vision," and blast off into the ceiling. Yeah, we have no idea what's happened with Neo Vision. Yeah, like it doesn't even give us like a him, like you know, sitting outside the hex, looking down and like questioning something or flying off to somewhere. And I would I, like, I would like to have had that little, just a little, you know, 20, 15 second scene where we see that. Just and I do believe that there are probably there are people theorizing. I think I was, I had seen a video saying this is what happened to the Neo Vision, but. People theorizing stuff is not a confirmation. We won't know until we know. Yeah. And again, it's all right to have a cliffhanger. I like the question that I'm asking, but give give me it in a way that doesn't make me go, oh, wait, uh, did, did I miss something? Is uh, what, what happened to the vision guy? Like, uh, like they don't even, they don't give me like a little something to go on. He was just gone. Like, oh, blast away. See, yeah. Like that's something where on my second watch, I was like, well, I know I'm not going to see him again. So I'm able to stop thinking about him. But the first time I watched it, I kept wondering, where's Neo? Where's this? Where's White Vision? Where'd he go? Yeah, exactly. I think the notes like that, like even Agnes, like we see obviously she's turned back into Agnes, but then she just left her on the ground. Yeah. And then, I mean, where's she going to live? Yeah. Where's she going to live? Where does she go? Is her house still there? Like her house was Ralph Boner's house. Yeah. You know, what happened to Ralph Boner? Like again, series Ralph on Ralph Boner. We, we, he was just, the last thing we saw was Monica sitting on top of him takes the thing off and he says, please don't hurt me. And, and she it. says, hi, Ralph. Yeah. Hi, Ralph. Again, was there like a, all right, Ralph, you stay here. Or again, we could have just taken like a scene that was 15 or 10, 20, 30 seconds longer to just kind of tie it up a little bit more. And it would have made me feel a little, little more like, okay, done, like in my head, I know that he's resolved. Not that, are we going to come back to Ralph? Are we going to see more Ralph? Are we going to see Agnes again? Are we going to see vision, Neo vision again? It, it is a, it is a, a valid critique. I I would just say that they don't want you to feel resolved. They want you to be waiting for their next, the next hit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get, I get, but they could, they could leave me asking questions. I mean, they basically do that, right? They make you, they they take Monica. See, she gets a real resolution, right? We have Monica come out, and then she meets the scroll, uh, and uh, you know, her, has a little scroll interaction. We're kind of like, oh wow, ooh. Monica's gonna what's gonna have a Monica? She's gonna go meet Nick Fury. We're gonna have all these things that we're gonna think about it, right? But we, I feel like that was a good resolving moment, right? Yeah, and I think that we're we're led to believe we're gonna see Monica again. We're led to believe we're gonna see that vision again. I I, I refuse to believe we're never gonna see that vision again. I don't know if we'll ever see Ralph Boner again. So maybe maybe that is the last time we'll ever see him, and it does feel a little lackluster if that's the case. Yeah, and maybe we'll never see Agnes again. But I think the Agnes one is more or less resolved, to be honest. It's magic. She'll figure stuff out. Yeah, She'll get a job. Yeah, exactly. So, but, but yeah, that's my point. There's just those kind of weird little moments where, and it, that, I think that's the key, like you said, is that because it, 
when you're watching it the first time, your 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 mind is still open on these guys. The case isn't closed on them. Like we said, we we're telling you now, series wrap because we know that it's actually over. But on the yeah. first episode, you're you're still you know the case file isn't open. And you're like, wait, what about those other things? And you don't even know. Like I was, it's not like I was thinking back like, oh, what happened to Ralph Boner? But I was thinking like, I was like, huh, like I'm like almost too. I'm like a little too confused. There's too many things I didn't, I didn't resolve in my brain. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing. The episode, the episode as a whole, wasn't looking to resolve all of these side characters. It was mostly looking to resolve Wanda and her family. Mm -hmm. And to a certain extent, Monica, those, those are the focuses of the series. Mm -hmm. And we did get resolution to this WandaVision, the Hex episode in Wanda's life. Mm-hmm. It, and we we can really basically understand that the themes that were articulated in the previous episode are correct, that it is an exploration of love in its form of grief and how that manifests within us. And it's a more broad manifestation of how that grief if you don't deal with it properly, how it can affect others. Yeah. And I honestly, yeah, this, the show, I, I mean, the show's just been pretty great. It's been, it's been a very interesting and unique uh, viewing experience. Look, I, I think that this is maybe controversial, but I think I enjoy this show more than the Mandalorian. Oh, that's a hot take for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know that. I don't know that I maybe it's just something about the Mandalorian that appeals to me more. Um, and, you know, I just it just kind of hits certain notes that I, I I find more entertaining. But I can see why you might say that, because I, I because this is a unique television series experience. Um, it definitely is just. I don't. I don't think I w- walked into one. I think I ex- walked into one division expecting like wacky, funny stuff and like some like real like exploration of what the future of the MCU is. I don't think I expected the themes of this to hit harder than any other MCU property has. Like the 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 emotional depth of this film rang more true than pretty much anything other than maybe Tony Stark in Endgame. Yeah, I I would absolutely agree. We, we've kind of talked about it before, but this this really just touched on like real grief and I mean the expression of that and getting to see these things. And and at the end, what, maybe one thing I even I, I wished I saw more is like how I guess. Wanda, she sort of accepted that the vision and Billy and Tommy had to go, but, but I wish we we got a little bit more about like how a person besides just, you know, being a super magical being resolves that in some way that, that can, that a person can connect with. Like, I feel like we were able to connect, you know, with, yeah, we were able to connect with uh, her grief so well and see that like those things there. And so many people can connect with that, but it would have been really great if Disney had, had brought a something in there that helped people understand how they can process that. I, I, they don't, they don't necessarily have a way of how to process it, but it does give us an example of a person who is 
handling it better and that's monica mm-hmm. monica dealt dealt with the grief and presumably dealt with a lot of that grief off screen but we i think monica is the example of being able to push through it and you know what there is in a certain extent that that scene that great scene in episode eight where vision talks with uh wanda Mm -hmm. that that is the sort of Mm -hmm. helping to deal with it Mm -hmm. being able to look at grief as an expression of love which again that's that's the quote of the series mm-hmm. um uh yeah i just I, I you know what i definitely agree with you and i think it, it it does bring some there is a little bit there and it is good resolution in some way but and i, I think it is personal connection mm-hmm. is is the only solution the only resolution to grief mm-hmm. yeah it's just I, I I might have asked for a little more. I might have asked for just a little more. I feel like something more direct or actionable. I like that. Mo- I I do like the interaction with Monica and and uh, Wanda. And now that you point that out, it almost makes it like you can look at this where Monica is kind of like a foil to Wanda. Somehow. Yeah, I think I think she is. Yeah. yeah. And and that little action right there at the end was kind of a resolution that see you know her saying I understood, you know I understand what you're going through. Uh, it happened to me too. And even an example of how you can, you know, still be compassionate to others who are this. This is actually even a good uh, lesson in how you can see other people that are acting out and and causing maybe uh, inflicting negativity on others around them. And instead of reacting with looking to punish them, mm-hmm. reacting with empathy, recognizing that that comes from such a i'm sorry that i interrupted you there but yeah no it's it's coming from a place of like you monica recognizes where that where this negativity came from Mm -hmm. and instead of lashing out at her that she's a villain being able to speak with her and figure out what is the actual cause of this trying to resolve that pain because that pain is what has caused this not her being a bad person yeah and I mean, I think we as the audience can empathize with Wanda easily because we got to see literally the scenes. We got to see everything that she went through and why it led up to all these moments and why it caused this pain and suffering. But in real life, it's not like we get to watch the the scenes of somebody else's life and understand why they've come to a point where maybe they are inflicting that negativity. So so coming at it with more compassion and understanding uh, and, and understanding that everybody goes through something and they're brought to the places in their life for that reason, I think... It is it is powerful. If we were ourselves in a Marvel Cinematic Universe world where we're just hearing about this on the news, Wanda Maximoff is a domestic terrorist turned supposed superhero who then went and mind controlled and basically tortured a town of people. The media as a whole and most people would have no sympathy for this woman. Yeah. Sword had no sympathy for this woman other than Monica, Jimmy and Darcy. Yeah. Who are who really, I would even say in some ways, Monica was leading them to think that there was more. She she was the one. I mean, she was in there. She watched what happened. Yeah. uh, Jimmy and Darcy did literally watch the one. So they empathize with her because they're watching it as a broadcast and they want you know they're just like us yeah they're able to empathize with her just like we're able to empathize with her because they see the context wow see that's and that's beautiful that they are they are the literal audience like we are the jimmy and darcy in the show um and, and there's almost there's almost like the te- the i don't know if this is an in text an intentional within the text 
idea, but it's the sort of way that people are able to emotionally connect with celebrities in general and be able to empathize with people when like, even if you don't know a person, if they're, if they're opening their life to you and expressing who they are as a person to you, and you feel that you are seeing their genuine selves, you're going to grow attached to a person. You're going to empathize with them even when they make mistakes. And that's something that people do frequently with celebrities that allows them like sometimes celebrities get the things that they do are reprehensible, but sometimes they make honest mistakes and their fans try to rightfully defend them because they don't blame them for what they did. And so, but sometimes the media let, let's let's take the Britney documentary that just came out, how the media was able to portray her as the crazy one. The sword was trying to portray Wanda as the crazy evil terrorist. But if you're able to look beyond the facade that's being created, that she's the bad guy, really, she was she's just dealing with stuff. She's dealing with pain and no one's helping her. She's all alone. Yeah. And I mean, basically in those moments, I mean, and Wanda, we see it exercises that she just lashed out and created her own world, created, you know, fabricated this stuff around her to console her in her grief. But yeah. unfortunately, most people don't even get that. So what happens when they when they lash out? I mean, it really just comes out as it, it just harms the people around them and and in some ways, you know, pushes people away from them when in some cases they need more compassion. Yeah, what she needs, she needs someone to help her. And in a way, what she chose to do at the end of the episode wasn't the right decision. And that's why. So we, you've mentioned before that you watched the game theories. And now I've gone through and I've watched Matthew Patrick's film theories mm -hmm. <laughs> on this series. And he alludes several times that the odds are that Scarlet Witch is going to become a villain. And I, I want to get to that point where I think she ends this series making the wrong decision to go off by herself mm -hmm. trying to fix her problems mm -hmm. because her problems of loss and feeling alone and stuff isn't going to be solved by her going off and being alone. Mm -hmm. That dark hold's not going to fix her like issues. Like the so many of the villains in this series are really just people who don't have someone with them to to humanize them, to help them, to pull them from their dark places. And whereas Monica has other people she's interacted with that are helping her through this, presumably, like she's going to have Nick Fury. She had sword with her and she was with Jimmy. Wanda's alone. Like her friend, her friends at, um, at the Avengers compound were Tony and, or I mean, friend, not really friends with Tony, but she was, she was allied with, uh, cap cap and, uh, and vision, vision, obviously. Yeah. And I believe, and so like anybody, any connection she has is gone Black and that's Widow as well. Yeah. Any connection she had basically mm -hmm. is gone. She's alone. So her going off alone, isn't going to help her. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, it is. It is deep. It, I mean, one thing I would like to say is that taking some time to work on yourself away from people isn't always not the correct decision. 
uh, as, as a real life analog, you know, I yeah. think in some ways that, you know, when, when I'm not feeling well, I process things on my own well, but I think having people you can rely on is also really can be very positive and fundamental to your growth and getting out of those places. And, but I do think that you might be correct in the sense that Wanda going off to study the dark hold, which is like, kind of sounds like an evil thing, you well, know, let's look, let's look at who, who was previously alone with the dark hold Agatha. Yeah. And how good is she? Yeah. And again, no spoilers here, but uh, the dark hold does not cause lots of good things in uh, Aiden to shield. So without even looking up anything more in the, you know, Marvel comic universe, I mean, it doesn't sound very pleasant. Uh, yeah, the dark hold. Yeah, it doesn't sound very good. And her, you know, searching, you know, already taking on these powers she doesn't understand. I, I guess here's the thing, though, is that she's reading the dark hold because it specifically has a chapter on the Scarlet Witch in it, which is fair. Yeah, yeah, which is fair. So it is a good place to discover more about apparently this mantle that she is assumed. But um, and I will also say that it looks like Wanda is in a peaceful place, literally having tea. So maybe in some way she's trying to you know, give herself some self care, some self love and be away when she, she feels like she's harmed so many people by being close to them, Maybe but she's she, just giving the space that she needs. But, but the fact that she's doing the astral projection thing to me felt like she's almost fractured. That is that it was a really excellent point because I, I thought that it was strange that she was able to astral project, but also her body. I mean, we see in that scene that her body is moving and operating while she's astral projected. So, yeah. so is that something like, the Scarlet Witch mantle is something kind of separate within her and she's able, or maybe she's again, she's just more advanced than Dr. Strange. Dr. Strange can astral project and time seemed to slow down in astral projection. This almost feels like the correct way to establish the dark Phoenix that the X-Men movies never did. Cause yeah. it is, it is almost, it, it feels in a way like a Jean gray, dark Phoenix situation where mm -hmm. she had this power as Jean Grey, she had this mm. power as Wanda Maximoff, but the Dark Phoenix, but the Scarlet Witch that resided within her all mm. along is unleashed and it's tapping into some dark powers. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something there's just there's a lot there. There's so much, I mean, to unpack here uh, continuously as the months go forward and to think about, but. So now I kind of want to just look ahead at what we have to look forward to. Like I said, we won't see anything else with Wanda until Doctor Strange 2, which let, let's theorize, I guess. What, 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 do you, what do you think? What do you expect to see? I'm, I'll just say that I expect her to kind of be the bad guy in the movie. And as, as Matt Pat's film theories suggest, I think she's going to try and bring back her kids because I, I do think that we're going to see Wiccan and we're going to see speed established mm -hmm. as superheroes. I think the point that Wiccan is a uh, fan favorite LGBT character in the comics, it makes him hard to pass up as being created and established as a character. So mm -hmm. I, I for one believe that's going to be a thing. Yeah, so, I mean, if I had to give any kind of predictions at this point, just based on some of the stuff we know, I suspect that we're going to get, uh, you know, the return of, God, I can't remember his name. It's like, uh, basically, uh, the the character in Doctor Strange 
Mordo, Mondo. Is it like the that. guy at the end of the first movie yeah, that yeah. became the bad guy? Yeah, so yeah. I, I believe I had heard before that he ends up being kind of a, a, a villain of Doctor Strange. Um, and so he kind of had this attempt, like he, he seemed like he was done with the, this, you know, he didn't, the order was fractured. It was led by someone that was, you know, misguided. And so he believes that those teachings are wrong now. And so I think he is going to maybe sort of combine, you know, I think he might end up interacting with Wanda and sort of saying, I can help lead you. You know, you need the knowledge, but you need to help me destroy Dr. Strange or destroy this order. And I think Wanda, we're going to see her basically trying to pull her, her kids into being and understanding how she can, uh, Understanding how, like, by doing it, she's going to be having to, like, pull from another uni- a universe where they exist, essentially. Yes. By pulling from a universe where they exist, it's going to maybe, like, shatter that universe or or she's going to really rip these universes into one another. And, and so, I mean, it's going to be a struggle against her completing her plans somewhat. And I think when she does this, it's going to be a, it's going to be, again, a multiverse shattering effect it's going to really open up you know portals or or create these i mean this is continuities the, this is the movie which according to a quick google that toby mcguire and andrew garfield are supposedly going to be in they're not in the next spider-man movie they're in doctor strange mm-hmm. yeah so it's going to be we're going to see a uh yeah i just suspect that her trying to bring those things together is, and that's going to be i don't think that the world that they're saying you know you you uh destroy the world or you you know cause the world to end I don't think that it's, I think it's the world as we know it ending kind of a reinterpretation that like the world as we know it, because she's going to smash multiverses together and change this, this, uh, you know, timeline of you. Like she may actually, in some way, she might end that, this multiverse and, and bring like almost combine. I, I don't know what the number is, but this, that universe and basically end it and combine it with another universe make it make those universes the same and one and, and because of that like create the, this madness. the mcu verse with the sony pictures x-men verse or yeah. the sony pictures spider-man verse yeah. and like, make them one make yeah. them one and by that she's going to end both of them are going to be so they're going to be it's going to be madness because both of them are going to have things that don't they're going to conflict the fact that maybe in some multiple of those, peter parkers yeah exactly multiple spider-mans and it's going to be in some ways madness but and it will end one world in that way, that world will have ended because it will now be a, a new universe and a new one because in the Sony universe, if that is also a Marvel related universe, that universe has infinity stones still that um, that universe still has a Thanos. True, true, true. And wow. Yeah. And beings that are greater than that can, that are above the multiverse will see, well, this will be, I mean, a pretty cosmic effect things that like have uh, some sort of presence or omniscience to those things will be alerted, alerted that here based in, on in the, on this earth, something clashed the multiverses together and they're either going to yeah. want to destroy that power or take that power. Which and, I've heard theorized that these beings, we may get a glimpse of in the Loki series because yeah. he's going to start with the time messing around with the, the space and time yeah. stuff. Yeah. Nexus beings. I even suspect that maybe we'll see, we could see uh Wanda mentioned there or referenced and, Potentially, you know, the vision. I think I, I, I like to think maybe we'll see the vision come up, uh, Neo Vision, uh, yeah, a lot sooner, um, in some sort of production. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if we'll see him in Doctor Strange, but I think we'll see him. I maybe the Loki series. I could see that. Uh, let's see who else. So Monica, 
I, I believe I've heard that there is to be a Miss Marvel series. I don't know if that will come before Captain Ms. Marvel 2. Miss Marvel is uh, about a teenager. Okay. So, so, so it is a totally different character. Uh, the, the, the girl essentially... Uh, likes Captain Marvel and looks up to her and gains But I powers. mean, I, I, but I do anticipate that we will see Monica within Miss Marvel if it's mm-hmm. related to Carol. Yeah, I think that's fair. But, uh, but the understanding is that Captain Marvel two will come before that series. I think so. Yeah, and okay. I think we're definitely going to see Monica in Captain Marvel two. Yes. We got we got a lot of foreshadowing from Monica about her her relationship with um Carol Danvers being pretty strained, even though I mean Carol was like a, you know, auntie or, you know, she could, like loved and cared about Monica, but I, I suspect that something she's been distant. She's, she's not been distant and she maybe wasn't there for her mother to die and wasn't there to support her or be around. She probably was there for her mother to die. Cause she was there when everything was gone. Oh yeah. It's, she, it's, she didn't get snapped away and mm-hmm. the mom didn't get snapped away. Oh yeah. So maybe but she, she hasn't, was, but... but she hasn't come back to say, to see Monica. Yeah. So she doesn't know what Carol's done. Mm-hmm. So we'll, and I mean, yeah, we can, mm-hmm. we couldn't afford Brie Larson for WandaVision. Yeah. Like, oh, Brie Larson, you're such a big deal now. <laughs> I remember when you were in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So anything, any other thoughts about suspects about what else we're going to see? Um, I, I mean, I hope we see more of Jimmy Woo. I hope we see more of Darcy. I like them. I like their characters. Thor, Love and Thunder. I mean, I don't, you know. I I, I don't know if she's confirmed for that movie, but I mean, we're, we're going to see, uh, what's her name? Natalie Portman? Yes. Yeah, Natalie Portman as <laughs> the new Thor. <laughs> she Thor. Yeah, her and, her and Valkyrie. That's going to be, that's going to be a fun, that's going to be a fun movie. God. Yeah. That's, Girl power. Uh, God, that's going to be a good movie. I, I mean, I don't want to get the hopes up too high, but I, I, I have yet to see a bad Taika Waititi film. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, for now, I don't know if there's any other points I might make. Final yeah. thoughts here. Uh, final thoughts. Great series. I do not regret saying that I like it more than Mandalorian. I uh, maybe my favorite Marvel property thing in general. I think it's, I think it shows that the Marvel un- cinematic universe is still going strong. It's still on the right track. We're not going to see this. We're not seeing it veer off yet. So I think it's going to be strong for the, foreseeable future and if you're not already on the marvel train i'm sorry i feel i feel so bad for people who have no interest in these movies yeah i I have friends that actually only they uh they had not started watching it until i think like infinity war or endgame was already out and they watched all the way through and it was kind of like well yeah come on guys like catch up here like yeah i'm I'm glad you guys got around to it like it's kind of the best thing ever and (laughs) at this point it's 20 20 movies in like yeah like i I myself like felt so long that it was like such an effort to watch all the star Wars movies. And that's like, now it's like 11 movies, but like for a while it was just six movies I had to watch, but now it's 11 movies and two series. And even that's less than the MCU Mm -hmm. and it was worth it. And everyone should watch all of the star Wars properties and everyone should watch all of the Marvel properties unless it's not your thing. But if it's not your thing, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey, if you're going to watch Clone Wars, it gets better after season two, I promise. 
and I mean, the first two seasons aren't even bad, but like the season three, yeah, I do think it does. There, there is an arc in there that I'm just like, oh, I'm into this now. Yeah, but I mean, final thoughts on WandaVision. This was an incredibly unique and crazy sort of series that took me to new places and and really brought me, I, I will say it hit some points in some and a few of the episodes that um felt i mean felt akin to moments like the avengers getting together i mean just these like height you know like after so long waiting for marvel it just hit so many good things for me and i appreciate the series and though i think in some ways uh like that that final episode might have just a little bit let me down i, I still think I don't, the series is great i don't disagree and I, I really don't disagree with that, but I just think it for what it is, I, I'm not saying that it's a perfect show by any means, mm-hmm. but the highs it hits are just so good. But And, and I want to say I appreciate Disney for trying to do something different. I, I think this show was a little different. It wasn't typical, and I, and I appreciate them for going out of the box and for trying to do something new and, and keep Marvel... Um, interesting and fresh in some ways. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think we've gone a bit over on our time for our normal shows. So there's no limit here. We'll talk as long as we wish. Yeah. But yeah. But until next time, everybody, this is Robert and Ryan. Have a good one, folks. Yep.